0: Greetings, lovely listeners. You are listening to Saga, a podcast where a dude and a chick discuss art and animation. This audio may contain spoilers, so please proceed with caution or an open mind. I don't care.
1: Hello, and thank you for listening to Saga Podcast, where we talk about animation and other animation things. My name is Sarah, and today we are talking about the Netflix movie called Sound and Fury. So this is really more of a music video than it really is like a movie with a storyline but it does follow certain characters into a dystopian world made of violence and nightmarish characters. The movie is basically one long music video whose music is full is, whose music is of Sturgill Simpson. The animation goes along to the album released on September 27th, 2019 with the same name. The animation was directed by the Japanese Junpei Muzaki of the animation studio Kamikaze Duga. Uh, this was all financed by the Simpsons record label with a multi-million dollar budget, um, or at least a million plus budget. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, so actually, just to clarify, um, uh, each episode uh, slash like, song did have like a new person directing it, so it's a little correction there. But um, my first impression when I was watching this, uh, I I was really con- confused. Like I I didn't really know how to take it. I didn't really know what to expect, and quite frankly, I I I didn't like it really, and and I was worried that. I wouldn't have much to say about it, because I was just so, like, uh, con- confused, but with that... <laughs> actually,
1: yeah, I felt the same way, um, but I had to do a little bit of digging on, like, who and why this was even created before I was like, okay, now I get it.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, so I actually watched it a second time just last night and and it was pretty much a a 180 like i understood what 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 was happening much more and and i liked the quite a few of the songs a lot more like at least half were like i have on spotify now and um uh and i'm really excited to like talk about what the story was because it's actually kind of uh kind of cool what were your thoughts
1: Um, so, I guess to start with, I thought that this animation was really interesting. I did watch it one time about a week ago, and I I thought the music was super good, and like, it was a really good, just like, long intro song to whatever story that was about to play out, but it turned out that it was just like one long music video, and I didn't feel like it had much cohesion, especially when some of the main characters just started to dance that threw me off completely and that's when I realized that this was no longer going to be just a story and I don't know if that was like on the parts of the directors whoever decided to do that Um, like this isn't going to be your traditional Netflix like mini episode or mini series or mini show this is going to be what it is and it was completely different than anything I'd seen on Netflix before.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it kind of reminded me of the gorillas, um, and how uh, like they have different animation styles, and like it sort of tells like a loose story uh, like through music, and that was pretty neat. But the first song slash part. Um, the the song featured is called Ronin. And a Ronin is basically a samurai without a master. Uh, and we see a mysterious character who we don't know at this time. They're like driving around in this car with like realistic 3D rendering. And the first time that I saw it, I thought that it was mostly real but like I looked at it again and yet yeah, it's, it's all it's all fake
1: uh, like you're talking about the entire
0: yeah the car and the person it's it's all fake
1: I thought that that was real too. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah
0: that, that that that's probably why the budget was put it was because of partially this opening uh, scene because of how how realistic it looked
1: that's crazy have to go back and rewatch it now
0: yeah so um this does have a story and it sort of took me a little bit of like i had to like think about this and it's sort of like a puzzle but the first part is a flash forward and i think it might be like i don't know where it fits on the timeline but i think it's maybe like the very very last thing or the second-to-last thing Um, but it's interesting and the and this part features a city that we see in one of the later parts um, part eight where it's in like first person you know that the one and he's like trying to find safety I think that might be the same city but I don't know
1: Okay, so it seems like there's a lot of different facets to this that, like, I wouldn't have even thought about had you not done a little bit of digging. And so, where did you find some of this information at?
0: Uh, just by watching it. Yeah, yeah. I watched it a second time, and, okay, so I, I watched it a second time through, and then I kept going back and forth to, like, see if I could n- notice certain, like, characters or symbols. And I did and you can kind of piece up a story together that that way so in the second part um, uh, which I think is actually what takes place first on the timeline we re- re- remember to breathe is the name of the song featured and this is where we see the gunman and the poisoner they come into this like temple and they start killing people and they kill like one like, or like two main uh, guys right and then there's like one guy left and he like takes both swords like he's gonna you know uh, try and like get revenge for his f- f- fallen friends right um, but we never see him again <laughs> right and I was confused about that the first time that I saw it but but um In the sixth video, uh, and the song featured in that is uh, "Best Clockmaker on Mars," we can see. I think this takes place second on the timeline, and we um, see that the lone samurai. It seems to. It seems that he has a daughter, right, and and it seems that the daughter has been kidnapped by the gunman and the poisoner and in exchange for her life he sacrifices his and then this is why you know through most of the of the uh movie we see the girl because you know the girl is trying to seek revenge for his for her 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 dead father
1: i see okay so there is more of a storyline to this than i originally thought okay
0: yeah and what's cool about this is that you know though you know how the car transformed into those two robots the, the, the golden ones those were the like the uh, basically the spirits of the two fallen samurai that were killed in the second song <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool um yeah on on first watch it's like super easy to miss this stuff but it's it's pretty cool going back in retrospect and, and seeing it all uh, yeah
1: that, that gives you a lot of perspective into into it that i wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought about my question is how did how is this music coincide with the story you know each song is like individually tailored to whatever scene it's in but i'm not sure if like you know if, if you I, my first thing is like when i listened or watched this i listened to the music because it was a music video and um i really wanted to know more about the the artist because it's all of it is just one artist and sturgill simpson and i did a little bit of research on him and i'm not a music expert so i can't really say whether or not he's very good or not <laughs> but um from what i've read he's somewhat of a cowboy in the music industry and he totes the line between country music, synth, rock, hip-hop, and dance style music and doesn't really have like a particular style or genre that he fits in and is kind of seen as a bit of an outcast. I guess there's been a a bit of a controversy around him and how he like should he be at the country music awards or something like that but he to me, his voice is, his very like Johnny Cash like. He has like this like bluesy tone to him when he sings, but then he adds these tones of you know the electronic music and um, dancing, and it's just like it's kind of poppy in ways.
0: Yeah, it's it's got like lots of flavor in it. Um, it's really unique and interesting um and i think that that i read somewhere that like this is m- like been his most experimental album so far so yeah
1: yeah yeah i guess he started making music when he was younger but then his wife convinced him to start getting back into it like 2011 2012 and since then he's just been releasing album after album i think this is his fourth album that he has released um and along with the music video, which he convinced his record label to to sign off on,
0: mm, that's cool. That's good. Um, so uh, let's see. So the third song, uh, sing along, is pretty much where the like the meat of the story starts, and this is where we, we see the girl. She's like riding in a car, and. What's cool about this is that the symbol on her Kabuto, which is like the helmet, the samurai helmet, uh, is actually the same symbol on the backpack in the song "Make Art Not Friends" on the on the person, uh, and we also see this same symbol in uh, in the sing-along part where the resistance people who are like fighting. Who are fighting against um the gunman and the samurai so i think that this symbol is a symbol of resistance um so that's that's pretty cool so so the person in five has some relation to the person in in three but uh in this next song a good look you had some problems i don't know if I want to say problems, but like you were confused about this one, the dance part.
1: Well, yeah, that's when I just was like, oh, okay, this isn't normal. (laughs) This isn't going to be a story driven project, but it sounds like it is from when you watched it again. It just threw me off. I was like, okay, this is new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think this, yeah, I think um, like this song in, in particular like feels like the like the most different from all the songs on the album perhaps like it like feels like really like funky poppy
1: yeah you could definitely say that
0: um, and what if I told you that 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 the, that the dance sequence actually makes sense and fits into the story
1: I don't know if I believe you
0: <laughs> well, like it's crazy but it actually works so in 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 the previous song uh, sing along where we see the girl she's like she's like driving in her car and then the robot and then the car turns into the two robots which then transitions into this one but what happens in this one is that we we see the girl on the motorcycle right and I know you said it's been a week since you've seen it but when she's on the motorcycle like that there's like a flash of light and then the camera uh, jets out or or zooms out and we see the girl holding a poster up saying uh, the story so far right so and it basically flashes back to what we know so so about what we know so far but this is this is the cool part in the last episode uh, fastest horse in town we see her continue on the motorcycle taking, uh, you know, from where we, from where we left off in, uh, the fourth song. So I think the second part of episode four is actually a victory dance because they have successfully killed the gunman and the poisoner, uh, because in this song, we, we see the two, uh, severed heads in her back seat, going back to the final episode to where both of their heads were cut off. And the topless slaves, you know, the, 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 the the topless women and the, and the naked dudes that were like blindfolded, they were the slaves. They were the slaves of the gunman and the poisoner. So they were dancing along with her because they were freed.
1: (laughs) It's like an onion. (laughs)
0: It's got layers. Um, (laughs) yeah, uh, yes. So after I found that out. I thought that was really cool and I had to share it. Um,
1: Cause that's what I thought originally when I saw that dance scene, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, this is the victory. And that's exactly what I thought too. I was like, this is a victory dance, but then it just continued. And I, it's one of those things I think you, because the story is so manipulated. It's not from beginning to end. It's from end to middle to uh yeah it's non-linear so it, it gave it the illusion of dream like dreamy kind of thing where you know the end is not always as it appears
0: right um and i think because of the nature of the album sorry because <laughs> so i think for that because of the nature of the album like they wanted to like uh, make it interesting from start to finish and not tell like an, uh, an obvious story, if that makes sense. Um, like if you're just listening to the album, you want it to like be interesting and not tell a very predictable story through like the, the feeling or the lyrics if that makes any sense
1: right and um one thing i read about this artist the music creator not so much the directors of the animation but the artist apparently because he's having so many troubles with um the music industry right now is is kind of lamenting in his music so a lot of what he How he views himself and like any emotions and feelings that he has throughout this you can tell in his music um for example um make art not friends that was my favorite song just to say that because it's just an interesting interesting piece um you know it's it's all about the art for him where everyone else is like no you have to be this person and perhaps do this thing in order to make it in the music industry and i think that's his one of his biggest troubles with the music industry is balancing you know where he lies as is he a foe is he a friend and really what it is for him is like it's not about like me making friends with people i don't like it's about making art the art for him Um, And I think there's a couple of other songs that say that too. I think Mercury and Retrograde was one of them. Um, Just how, (laughs) how silly some of the stuff is that a lot of people spew in Hollywood and the music industry is kind of going back to that. Um, But I mean, just listen to the music and hopefully you get that same kind of vibe in some sort of way
0: yeah um it's it seems like like you're more like you like the lyrics like the message in the way
1: yeah that's what i usually listen to in music regardless if it has words it's all about the lyrics for me
0: yeah i'm i'll i'll listen to the lyrics like maybe on my 10th listen it's not my first priority but i get you I'm kind of have more of a feeling the music but the but the song Art not friends probably one of my favorites um, and I have a fun fact about this one um, this one was directed by uh, the same guy that directed Tekken Kinkreet like arias yeah it's very cool um, yes yeah, so th- this one we see like a, a person on a skateboard they're like riding through town picking up little knickknacks um, in a in a empty city uh pretty chill i like that one and uh we talked about the best clockmaker on mars um that was pretty cool and and number seven eight and, and nine i was a little confused about how this fit into the story but um all said and done is basically like slaves and fire that's all i gotta say okay <laughs> yeah but okay so in in slaves in, or in in all said it's in all said and done we, we see slaves and they're being ordered around by like these armored horned people and I might have interpreted this wrong or like saw it wrong but the helmets uh, shaped on these guys is the same shape as this ship that is like flying over the city in last man standing like you can see like a shadowy outline or a shadowy silhouette of the ship which might be the same ship that we see in the first episode so uh, i'm not sure if it's the same thing or how this fits but um i liked the the like the upbeat nature of last man standing with the very like tragic happenings and how everyone died and the cat died I like that kind of (laughs) yeah (laughs) right so in the next one uh, Mercury in Retrograde I really like that song too and did you get a David Lynch uh, Eraserhead vibe from this
1: I'd have to go and rewatch that last part because I'm not sure if I get that vibe But there is a lot of influence, I think, from David Lynch. He's in a lot of different things that I, like, you wouldn't even recognize. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, um, I'm not saying, like, he is an artist, but, like, is an influence. He's influenced quite a bit of art, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some David Lynch-esque features in this, because it's so dystopian and so dark.
0: You're right, um, and this one it had like a, a string theme where like people were turning into strings and like like th- threads were like tying up and knotting um, it's pretty cool though um, but I, I don't really know how those last three uh, fit into the story but last but not least uh, fastest horse in town it's pretty much the final battle um, pretty straightforward uh, and it was a finish to this sort of like saga that was featured in this uh, anthology m- movie project thing and just be before the movie turn turn uh, turn turns off there's a message like saying this movie is dedicated to All the people that lost their lives from senseless violence worldwide, or something like that. Uh, Which I'm not sure if it's that if that's a statement to what this project. uh, uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, it is actually. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of the biggest things that um, Simpson made a point on, at least from what I read. You know, I don't know if this is firsthand. Commentary, but um, from what I read, he doesn't like how Hollywood doesn't make enough a point to to talk about like the shootings, like the mass shootings in the United States, all of the issues that are going on. A lot of Hollywood just likes to put the push that to the side, and that was, I think, his his biggest statement with this whole film was you, you know, just because it's happening doesn't mean you can't forget it. Like all the things in Hong Kong, um, how Blizzard is basically saying, you know, no one's dying over there. And, um, that's just a lot of what Hollywood does. And that makes total sense that he did that, you know, even in the opening scenes, I don't know if you remember this, but they had like Alex Jones, um, audio playing and like this radio kind of sound. And, um, it wasn't just Alex Jones It was like news, other news sources That just like said things Over the air that A lot of people present things as Truth but they're not actually truth And so it, I don't know if this is necessarily an homage Or some sort of it, It's a political Statement in a lot of ways
0: Hmm Interesting Yeah this is this is definitely An, an onion of a project Uh, because yeah um, the more that you say that the more I totally get that because it's not only loaded in its lyrics but also its imagery as well and and also like the like the intentions of its creator so uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool yeah I definitely recommend this I would
1: definitely yeah, and it's a passion project for sure. I mean, with a budget of only about a million dollars, you know, like, it, it didn't specify how much it was. I will say that. It was, like, million plus. So that made me think it was, like, roughly a million, maybe a, half, a million and a half. So that's a kind of small budget for something like this, especially that's all 3D that took a long time to put together, you know... I don't know when it was this Simpson decided to reach out and talk to a studio and say hey like let me let me collaborate with you on this but it was a long time coming and I think this is a very appropriate time in history for this to have been released
0: sure yeah it's it's um it's very like modern and and and, uh, topical for sure and really I think like these are are, are timeless messages in that what what you said about like not believing everything that you hear and like being aware of 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 like um being aware of uh crap i just lost it um being aware of something <laughs>
1: like surroundings and like false media and
0: uh well that and um uh, like sometimes uh, sometimes i think that uh we can kind of uh like glorify violence in a way to where we we underestimate how easy it is to like irreversibly harm someone because i've heard lots of stories where you know Like very minor things happen like someone is pushed and they hit their head on the corner of the table and die like I hear about those stories quite a few times and I think that people I think in movies we see like people you know like heroes like they'll like knock someone you know like they'll chop someone and they'll and they'll pass out but it's really hard to like knock someone out and if they're knocked out for more than like a few seconds that's like brain damage and I think that uh, this sort of, this sort of shows the r- reality of the violence, and especially in in the uh, second episode where the where it's like a massacre. And uh, he didn't shy away from that, and uh, I appreciate that.
1: Mm. And so I think that's you know the one reason why this was entitled "Sound and Fury." I think that was such an appropriate name for this because it's all about, you know, like, the emo like, okay, so, here, this is a little bit of theory, so, like, a lot of what music does for people is it brings out, like, certain emotions and certain feelings, and so, um, because it's, you know, it's something that you can actually physically feel, you know, it's not, like, visual art where it's just something you look at, unless it's, like, one of those, like, touchy-feely pieces of art in some of those weird museums, but that's a little, a little bit different. It's, um, Music has impact on people because it has sound waves and it um, hits people differently. You know, like there's even deaf people who are so attracted to music, even though they can't necessarily hear it, they can still feel the vibrations. And so for them, it's like this um, um, ethereal feeling that they have and an attraction to music. And, you know, music is one of those things that's lasted since the dawn of time. We've been listening to music, so in order to do that, like you know, a lot of musicians take sound and format it so specifically to whatever emotion they're trying to portray, and that impacts their audience. So, I guess the title in Sound and Fury maybe is like, Yeah, you're supposed to be mad about this. (laughs) This be mad,
0: yeah sure um uh, i think that this definitely interested me in 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 more of like uh mr sturgill um yeah uh i don't know good good stuff i guess
1: (laughs) yeah i would definitely recommend watching this i'm about to go play it actually now on my big tv in the background while I just hang out with my friends just so like I can listen to his music again and maybe perhaps get them interested in it as well.
0: Alright. Anything else? That's final final statements?
1: Yeah, so next week we will be discussing and I'm super excited about this. <laughs> Primal the jendy Tarvaski new series, which is super exciting. I believe it comes out on October. It's this Thursday, is it?
0: It's 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 out. It's out already. And they've had. Yeah, it's it's all out, like all of the episodes and everything.
1: Oh, my goodness. OK, perfect. About to play that. We'll hear from you or you'll hear from us next week (laughs) (laughs) and please share us with your friends and family as we would love to continue this podcast about your favorite animations all of the information here is researched by sarah and garrison and this podcast is produced and edited by sarah zodri special thanks to joshua phillips for the theme music all while doing our research we come across some amazing little videos and shots about the process of animation And we will be happy to share this information with you on our site, www.podsaga.com. And if you have any questions about the animations we will be covering, please don't hesitate to ask. Thank you and have a good day.